The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Move through blocks and fulfill your passion and purpose. This is Stop Stopping Yourself with your host, Vincent Jenna. Well, hello, everyone out there. Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you're listening from. This is your host, Vincent Jenna, and I am coming to you live from Holly Springs, North Carolina, which is right outside of Raleigh, North Carolina. For those of you who have not been to North Carolina, and I suggest you come visit North Carolina. It is a beautiful state, and it's um, where the north meets the south, quite honestly, because it basically, um, well, this area anyway is a majority of northerners, and then the surrounding areas and suburbs and rural area are the um, native North Carolinians here. So the mixture is quite beautiful, actually. And uh, the North learns to slow down and the South learns to speed up a little bit, coming together, you know, and, and we help each other out in that way. Um, so it's been fun and very cultural and beautiful here. So come visit North Carolina and come knocking on my door. I even have a guest suite for you. So anybody out there, oh, just email me first so that way I can uh, have the appointment scheduled uh, right, uh, the reservations. Um, we even have plenty of uh, shampoo and conditioner and body lotion and body wash uh, that you can open up free. You don't even have to bring your own things. So uh, we love guests, actually. We really do. We've always had guests coming and staying at our place and visiting and um we have a lot of fun with them because I love people. So I hope everybody has been well. Um, craziness has been going on with the Delta variant out there. I understand that. And I think today's episode is uh, really justified and warranted and quite appropriate. It's are you living in fear or just taking precautions, precautions, cautionary measures versus fearful measures? And do you know the difference? You know, how much do you prepare for the days ahead? Do you make decisions from the viewpoint of, well, just in case, or, well, you never know, you know, this may happen. Are you disguising your fear-based living with intellectually sounding reasoning? Like the idea of, well, anything can happen, so you got to prepare for that. So on today's Stop Stopping Yourself show, I'm going to reveal the truth about living from fear and living from faith. 
And which one are you really living from? And and in the world today, this is a great place and time to ask yourself that question. How are you living with all of this going on out there? What are you telling yourself or convincing yourself? I have so many people that are on both ends of the spectrum and I... In here, and the funny thing about us beings here, us, us humans here, there only seems to be two sides of the spectrum, which is one of the reasons why life is just black and white. You're either for something or against something, and it never is such a a middle ground balance. Not gray shades. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a balance in the middle. It always seems to be an extreme, like everybody's in extreme fear or uh, people are are extremely not worried about it. Ah, I'm not worried about it. And and people on a spiritual journey, you never know what side they're on, quite honestly. I, I would assume that those on a spiritual journey would tend to be more on the side of just either living cautiously, but not in fear, right in that, that realm. I'm living cautiously or, or being aware. I'm being aware. I want to discuss all of that today, really, because I, I you need to be finding out where you stand. Are you really on a path here? Are you on that spiritual path? We've talked so many times on all different subject matters to be able to discern whether you are walking a spiritual path at all, all different subject matters and belief systems, right? We talked about many times. So this is not any different. So the more spiritual, let me say that again, the more spiritual you are, the higher your elevation in spiritual practice and belief, not just your spiritual knowledge. You know, Barnes and Noble and all the book stores and libraries have all the spiritual knowledge. It doesn't mean that they are a school of spirituality. It just means they have books on the shelves with all this info. Do you have books on your shelves? And in that, I'm also referring to the metaphor of the shelves of your mind. Do you have all this book of knowledge in there? Can you quote me from all different books? I, I love that one. I love that one. I love when people quote me, quote me from books. Oh, yes, I've read that book. I'm very versed on that book. As a matter of fact, chapter 7, page 29, it states this. Or better yet, when, you know, and they go, chapter 35, verse 4 in Deuteronomy, or in Matthew, Isaiah, and then they quote the passage, and I'm like, fabulous, you have a photographic memory, that's all that proves. Yeah, you can um, read a verse and remember it real well, good for you, oh, I'm thrilled. But do you have any idea what it means? Are you walking what you just quoted me? Are you walking it? Are you believing it? Are you living it? So so I don't care if anybody thinks they're on a spiritual journey. You know that. The journey gets you somewhere. Whenever you go on a journey, you're going, moving 
somewhere. You wind up somewhere, somewhere different than where you started. So if your life is the same and you're telling me you're on a spiritual journey, I would say you better get a different transportation method because you haven't gone anywhere. And that transportation method is belief system. There's your transportation. That's what gets you on your journey and that's what gets you moving are your beliefs, and then that translates to your practices, your feelings, your emotions, your beliefs, and your behaviors. They all go together. Thoughts, feelings, behaviors. Think of that as a triangle, and each one of those is a point in that triangle. And they're all interrelated. And I've always told you that thoughts create feelings. Feelings influence thoughts. Thoughts create behaviors. Behaviors create and behaviors influence feelings, but it always starts with the thought, the thought, the feeling, the behavior, and then they're interrelated from that point on. So what are your behaviors when it comes to fear? How are you dealing with this Delta variant? Yes, now it's it's been bad. Numbers are going up. Hospitals are being filled because, but they're not being filled. Thank goodness with those who've been vaccinated. Okay, understand, people. Unless you have a medical condition, and I want to make sure I say this clear. Okay, and I am taking a stance. Now, this is my stance. It's not Unity Online Radio's stance. Understand that this is mine, Vincent Jenna. MSW LLC stance. Whenever I am speaking, I am speaking for me and my beliefs, not for unity. So, so don't be saying, well, unity said. No, unity didn't say. Vincent said. Unless you have a medical condition that warrants not getting a vaccination, Do not call yourself spiritually minded. I don't even care if you're Bruce Lipton, if you are Greg Braden and you believe you can heal yourself. That's all fine and good and dandy. We can all heal ourselves. But also someone earlier said, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. What does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? So by rights, by rights, based on the fact that we are completely unlimited, we should be able to go out and stand in the middle of traffic, allow ourselves to get hit by a mat truck, and then heal ourselves like some superhero show. Actually, that was in a show, Heroes. In the show Heroes, a television series that was canceled, of course, one of the the girls... Um, found that she could break a bone and heal herself instantaneously so no one could kill her. No matter what they do, they shot her, she healed. She fell off a building, broke every bone in her body, she healed instantaneously. We have that capacity. Are we there yet? No, not everyone. Should we test that theory? No. And that's what tempting the Lord thy God means. Should you test the idea that you can go through this without getting a vaccination and believing you don't need one 
at all because you are a spiritual believer. I'm sorry, but to me, that's called testing the Lord thy God. If the vaccination was inspired, this was created. This was not created to make money. This was created to save lives. All vaccinations were created to save lives. I'm sure you, all you spiritual people, what would you have done the same thing when the polio vaccination came out? No, I don't need the polio vaccination. I don't need the hepatitis vaccinations. I don't need any of those, the smallpox. I don't need the chickenpox vaccinations. Well, let me ask you this question. Have any of you who consider yourself spiritual in this world able to heal yourself? Do you have any backaches or neck problems? I know so many people who tell me who tell me that they're not getting the vaccination because they don't believe they need it. They believe that they can absolutely boost their immune system with their own faith and belief. And yet L4 and L5 is completely herniated in their back. Uh, or their shoulder, or they need a hip replacement, or a knee replacement. Or they have high blood pressure. For goodness sakes, hypocrite. If you don't think you're going to get the coronavirus, and that's the reason why you're not getting vaccinated, then heal everything else. However, if you can't heal everything else, I'd be running out today to find the nearest place to get the vaccination and get the dang vaccination. Because obviously you're incapable of completely healing yourself. And that is okay. There isn't a requirement. We don't leave this world and and having to take a test on the other side at the end. Okay, did you learn how to completely heal yourself? You didn't. Well, you failed. There isn't anything like that. Give me a break. We set that up ourselves. There's no judgment day. Right. The book of judgment is a a Jewish belief. It's not judgment day. It's assessment day. When you get to the other side, you assess what you went through in this life. Well, I can assure you that if anything goes wrong and any of you who decide not to get the vaccination wind up getting the coronavirus and then dying from it, when you get to the other side, there definitely will be a host of spirits there going, what are you, stupid? What? You, you had the, the ability to, to not have this happen. And, and you were tempting the Lord thy God. You tempted your power. You tempted it. You tempted your faith. You, why didn't you? CBS was giving out free vaccinations down the block from you. Why didn't you go and get the damn shot? Well, now you got to fix that. You got to learn how not to make some dumbass choices. So, so that's what will happen on the other side. <laughs> You know, it's just like, you know, you, you've got to understand there's a New York version of heaven. 
right? And you're going to have Uncle Nunzio as one of those spiritual guides. They're all up there, but they're still forming their cliques. I know Italians. They always form cliques, whether they're here, whether they're there. When I do some demos for um, events, right, I, I always get some Italian goomba spirit coming in, Uncle Joe, Uncle Tony, Uncle Louie. You know, and they always, it's so funny because they always show me my pizza to tell me that they're Italian, they're there. I, it's, it's, it, do you have an Italian uncle? Even if the person I'm doing the reading for is not Italian, I'll go, do you have an Italian uncle? He just came in and he's holding a pizza. And usually when they come in holding a pizza, they're trying to let me know they're Italian of the Italian descent because that's who I am. And everybody always laughs. I never get a lasagna. They're always holding a pizza. And one of the reasons for that is, yes, I make lasagna. Yes, I make managota. Yes, I make stuffed shells. But what I'm famous for in my family and my friends is my pizza. And if you want to taste my pizza, Sicilian, unbelievable. The sauce, incredible, sweet, a sweet sauce. Not some of this bitter sauce that you get on all the other pizzas, but the sweet, fabulous sauce that makes you want to just eat the whole dang pizza. And a thicker, soft, wonderful, light crust. So, yeah, so if you happen to be in the area Christmas time, come on by. That's when I make it most of the time. So, yeah, so they show me pizza because they use what's in the medium's mind, right? So it's so funny. So, yes, there is an Italian. I'm, I'm going off track here, but there is uh, definitely got to be an Italian part of heaven. Yeah, I, <laughs> I could just see the angel there. Hey. What do you do down there? What are you, stupid? You know, I'm talking. Hey, don't look at me. I'm talking to you. You hear me? You're listening? All right. Go back down there and fix it. I told you what that I was trying to. I was yelling in your ear. And you didn't hear a dang thing. Okay? You weren't listening to me. Macho. So what's wrong with you? Yeah, I hear it. That was Archangel Tony. <laughs> Luigi. Oh, my goodness. I have fun with this. I have too much fun. So, yeah. So, tempt the Lord thy God. Go ahead. So, if you're spiritual, you would already be receiving messages of it's okay to get the vaccination. It's not going to hurt you. Yeah, we might, you might have some side effects from it. But even those side effects, if you expect them, you'll create them. So here's where we talk about manifesting and living from fear. So your rationale could be that I'm not getting the shot. But here's the thing about that, okay? You say that you don't live from fear. Now, I'm not even going to talk spiritually. Let's talk just like I said about today. Are you living from fear? What is the reason for not getting the vaccination? It's got to be fear-based. It's fear-based as to why you wouldn't get it. Some believe in the conspiracy theory that it's only money-making for, for businesses and the pharmaceutical companies and Bill Gates or whoever. 
Some believe that it's a, a government conspiracy because they're injecting chips inside you so they can monitor everything. Big brother theory. Then those people claim that they've gone to school. And then some people believe that they're not certain of what's in it, the chemical reaction that they may receive. So they avoid it, but they'll convince themselves, I don't need it. See, that's where we get into trouble. The defense mechanisms kick in and they create these special beliefs to convince you that your choices are good, are sane, are reasonable, are intellectual. Yes, we have defense mechanisms that try to prove we're smart, even though we're making dumb choices. But it will do whatever it can to make you feel smart about your decision. Well, I did a whole bunch of research, a whole bunch of research. I had a client who just told me recently that that. Um, all he does is research before he makes choices. And I'm like, where are you researching? Oh, I go to the I go to the credible places. What credible places are there? You can read all journals. If I read Journal A and I read Journal B, I can assure you I can find information in Journal e, a, B that conflicts with information in Journal A. And yet they're all credible articles, journals, and researching with peer reviews and all of that. There is no such thing as pure, credible information. What is credible and what is pure is what comes from your soul. It's the only truth there is from what's deep down inside. And when you're making decisions, if they're not soul-based decisions, they're human-based decisions, and if they're human-based decisions, they have the chance to be based on fear rather than inspiration and intuition. You never know. Okay, I've, I've got that. So moving on beyond, everybody go out there and get the dang vaccination, okay? And stop making excuses that you're spiritual. Stop tempting the Lord thy God and go, okay, so I'll take it. Is that living off of fear? Fear I'm going to get the coronavirus? It's caution. Again, caution. You put your seatbelt on while you're driving just in case somebody else is out of control and hits your car. You don't want to live your life in fear. Oh, my gosh, I can't even drive my car today because somebody may hit me. No, but you live your life in a human world, in a physical world, where accidents happen, illnesses happen, death happens. In caution, that's all, not fear. Caution is not fear. You wait at the sidewalk for the cars to go by. That's caution. That's not fear. Being a fool is thinking you can dodge them all. Tempting the Lord thy God, thinking you can dodge them all. If you're a spiritual-minded, unlimited being, then you won't have even the caution or the wit to say, I might get hit by a car. I don't believe I'm going to get hit by a car because I believe in God. And go walking out in the middle of the street trying to dodge the cars. That's foolishness. That's not spirituality, that's for sure. Had nothing to do with that. All right. So go do that. So what other things do we have to think about here? You know, I've got, it's so funny. Um, 
I went on a on a on a journey with somebody. We, you know, at one point, I remember um, traveling with some friends, and um, they had so much more luggage than I had for the same place. My wife and I, and and we were like, well, why do you have all that luggage? And the reasoning was just in case. Well, yeah, how many shirts did you need? Well, I brought more than I need just in case because you never know. You never know what. Well, I might spill something on one of my shirts. And then I won't have anything. There's always a store wherever we're going. We can always buy. You can always buy another T-shirt or shirt, right? Well, I just like to pack just in case. Just in case I took two pairs of eyeglasses with me. Two pairs of eyeglasses with you? Yeah, just in case I lose one. You might lose a set of eyeglasses? Yes, I might lose a set of eyeglasses. Oh, okay. And and it went on and on as to what this person was bringing just in case. Now, that is called fear. It's called total fear. You're afraid that something's going to happen. As a matter of fact, you're even setting it up that you're going to spill something on you. What are you sp- spilling on you? Acid? You know, what do you, you, are you that, that, um, Forgetful that you just lose things and then so you need to bring double of everything. Now, I do have to say, though, on his behalf, I will bring a couple of extra pair of underwear. You never know. Right? What did mom always tell you? You know, you get into an accident, you got to run to the hospital or anything like that. Just make sure you have clean underwear. That's how I was brought up. So I bring one extra pair for my just in case, but not out of fear. It's more out of my upbringing. Yeah, just have that. Okay. There's nothing wrong with bringing some extra things, but, but not because the just in case something horrible happens. No, you never know. So those are ways are you, how many times do you say you never know? How far ahead do you prepare because you don't believe that anything will get done unless you prepare ahead? We're going to talk more about this on the other side of the commercial. we got a commercial break coming up right now. This is the Stop Stopping Yourself show. And we're talking about are you living in fear or just taking precautions? This is Vincent Jen. I'll see you in a couple of minutes. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Stop Stopping Yourself with Vincent Jenna. Yes, hello there. 
It's me coming to you from Holly Springs, the Raleigh area of North Carolina. And if you're just joining me today, we are talking about disguising your fears or are you living from just precautions? Um, we're in a world right now where we have to watch what we do and uh, take care of ourselves, right? But the problem is that there are so many people who believe they're not living from fear or that they're spiritually minded or or evolving, whatever, where, wherever you're coming from. And I'm not just talking to just people who are on a spiritual journey, mainstream people as well, who don't think that they live a life of fear just because they pack, you know, five different shirts for a one-day visit somewhere just in case or a couple of pair of eyeglasses or take two sets of keys with them just in case they lose one set of keys. I mean, there are people who live like this or plan ahead. We were just talking about that. Do you plan ahead? Because if you don't, you don't think you'll get things done. You know, those those wonderful planners that became Franklin made them and all these different uh, publishers out there made these fabulous planners. It was at one point, and um, I believe in the later 80s, early 90s, they became very popular. Even earlier than that, yeah, I remember people walking around earlier than that. You know, now everything goes into the phones, you know, to your iPhone, to your Android, whatever it is, on your laptop or your iPad but back in the old days, there were people walking around with these planners because Lord knows if you didn't write it down in the planner, you weren't going to get it done. You know, I'm surprised you all have to write in there. You don't write in there. Taking a shower today, if I have time, you know, you've got to plan it because there's so many other things you have to do. And so that's fear-based living, believe it or not. Afraid that you won't get things done or or you'll you'll forget everything. Well, yeah, now in my life, I have to write down lists. I even stop writing down the list only because I forget to check the list. So it doesn't matter if I have on there the things that I've got to get done today. So I ask my soul what I need to get done today. That's what I do. I trust my soul. How many of you trust your souls? How many of you trust your own self? You know, you look at, yes, I know there's a lot of people out there um, and making foolish decisions. I was just watching the news last night and they were talking about different counties, even in North Carolina, where even though the governor had stated and man that that it would be appropriate and mandated that all kids in school should be wearing masks because there have been clusters and and groups of students that have been tested positive for coronavirus and so but there's still some city that say no we're going to leave that as um it's it you you know it's optional you don't have to wear a mask. The students don't have to wear a mask. 
Now, is it fear-based to have all the students wearing masks, or is it cautious, taking a precaution so that they don't get it themselves and they don't spread it? Those are precautions. You know, just the same as they're sitting down on the bus when they're driving home from school instead of standing up and acting all over the place and jumping around because they could get hurt. Is it fear-based to have them sit down in the chair? No, it's a precaution. Speed limits are precautions, not fear. So, so we have to be able to draw a line between what is fear and what's a precaution. So that's what makes it so difficult for some people because they look at themselves and say, well, I'm just taking precautions. But why are you taking the precaution? Are you taking the precaution because of some neglectful thing that you believe you're going to cause? Or, or are you subject? Are you more vulnerable? You believe, yet you're, you're, wow, well, you know, anything happens to me. And even if you don't say that out loud, what is your anxiety level? You need to rate your anxiety level on a scale of one to five, not one to 10, one to five. And actually, it should be one to three. No anxiety, minimal anxiety, high anxiety. I can, I can put so many different ranges in there, it's ridiculous. And you don't want a large range of judging yourself there and assessing yourself because, oh, well, I'm not so bad. I'm, I'm really only, a, I'm a five out of 20. I mean, it can make it sound so fabulous, but what are you out of 10? What are you out of five? So let's bring down the range a bit when you're assessing yourself. And we don't even need to give a number. You think about it. You tell me or you tell yourself. What's your anxiety level when you're thinking about whether it be the coronavirus or any other thing that you would have to take some kind of precautionary measure or, or planning, planning for the day, even for the day? What's your anxiety level in thinking about what you need to get done today? Right? Are you are you forcing yourself to believe that it has to get done? Oh my god, if it doesn't get done, something terrible is going to happen. That would be an extreme level of anxiety. If I don't write it down, or I've got to do this just in case. Do we eat right just in case we don't? We might die. We might get really sick. Or do we eat right because we should? Is that a precautionary measure? Yeah, that you, can, you can almost say that that's a precautionary measure of making sure your body stays healthy. No, I mean, what now, because you have faith and because we know that we can heal ourselves, then by rights, you can eat any piece of garbage and crap that you want and not worry about it, right? You can even do some drugs and not worry about it because it's not going to hurt you because you can heal yourself. But man, let's go fly in the night. Let's go have a trip. Call it spiritual, whatever you want to call it, to condone it. Right? It's, it's, you can't live like that. 
And I'm not just talking about extremes here. I'm just talking about your everyday living. How much of what you do is fear-based? How much of what you do is fear-based? Now, how much I know people go shopping. There, there, there we go. Even with something like that. Even with something like that. Oh, I got to run to the store today. Well, why, honey? We, we got everything. Yeah, but just in case I run out of milk. Oh, okay. Well, um, we have some milk in here. Yeah, but there's only a little left, right? What happens if it goes bad? No, oh, I got to go shopping today. I don't have enough food for the rest of the week. Okay, we'll we'll get to the store. Yeah, no, I got to go today, though, because if I don't go today, I'm not going to have a chance to go to the store tomorrow or any other day. We got to go today. Well, we were doing these things. I thought we would go to the park today and go, yeah, well, we got to make time to go shopping just in case I run out of food. This is like we're going to starve to death because we won't be able to get to the store in time. Or, okay, <laughs> hurricane is coming, bad weather, snowstorm. How much bread and milk is left on the shelves? Just in case you need it. Just in case you get tied down. You know, my wife and I have never, we've never gone out to the store to stock up on groceries just because a storm was coming or a hurricane. We looked in the house and we said, we can make do and we'll be okay. And eventually the stores will get stocked up again if they run out of food or if they can't make it. It'll be okay, no matter what it was. And we've had plenty of that, including during during this COVID thing. We didn't go out and buy, oh, my gosh, we got to buy tons of toilet paper because everybody knows they got to wipe their ass because they're going to poop more during this coronavirus for some reason. <sighs> craziness, right? Craziness. That's living in fear. We didn't stock up more. No matter of fact, my wife and I said, I don't want to have to worry about running out or, or having to buy toilet paper. I don't want to worry about things like that. I got an idea. Now would be a great time to get a bidet. I want a bidet. And we went out and we got a bidet. And man, they started putting them on the shelves. What a great idea. You hardly go through any toilet paper with a bidet. They're fabulous. They have portable ones, electric ones now that you put on your toilet. And you can just drop a plug down in your john, wherever it is. If you have a light switch nearby from the light switch, you can drop down a plug, plug it in, boom. You got unlimited toilet paper. And your butt will be cleaner than the bears in the Charmin commercial. You'll be singing like the little cub. My hiney's clean. I don't have any itching or anything. I'm clean. Yeah, that's living in fear. That's an extreme example. You look at that. But what do you do? What did you do? What did you do recently that was out of fear? When you live out of fear, 
You don't make things better for yourself. You're just living in survival mode because surviving is completely fear-based. I have to survive is a fear that one, life doesn't continue, and two, unless I take necessary measures, something can, bad can happen to me. That's all fear-based rather than thriving and living. So you actually restrain your creative ability. You actually cut down on your connection to source, to the law of attraction by living fear-based. Not to mention it doesn't feel good, raises your anxiety, raises your blood pressure. Your body cannot thrive at all in a fear-based living, in anxiety living. That's why people die early. All diseases can form. It doesn't, isn't that saying something to us when the body itself, something that's so natural that can live so naturally and work so naturally, stops working in harmony and balance as soon as we add anxiety and fear into the life of a human body? It throws everything off. The cells are in there having a party, living fun. Okay, let's get this done. All right, buddy. All right, we just digested some food, so you take it from here. I'm going to separate the nutrients. I'm going to bring it to different parts of the body. Oh, cool, man. Go ahead. I'll see you when you get back. You know, all those cells are working together, communicating. Oops, wait, what the hell is that? What do you mean? I don't know. I just felt something really bad coming in. Oh, one of the thoughts this guy had. Ooh, he's afraid. Ooh, I don't like that feeling. Ooh, ooh, whoa, whoa. I don't know what to do. Well, I don't know what to do, man. Don't be talking to me. I'm a lung cell. God, maybe I should breathe more. Breathe heavier? All right, guys, hey, get to work. We got to breathe heavier, man. This guy's got some negative thinking going on here. We got to help the brain get some oxygen up there. Maybe we can change some of the thoughts. Holy cow. Throws off the body completely, people. Why is that? Why doesn't the body adjust to anxiety if it's okay? Because it's not okay. Not okay. We didn't create the bodies to endure stress. We created the bodies to experience joy and harmony and love and compassion and caring, to experience all those, what we call the God traits, right? All those positive traits. That's why we created the body to know what we know that's positive. And every time we experience something that's negative, our bodies let us know this is negative. And we get high blood pressure. We get all sorts of things going wrong. COPD, I don't care what you get. Degenerative discs in the back. Holy moly. Let's go through all the disorders. Do you know that there are so many disorders now that if we they're written in one book, the book is too heavy to carry by one person. That's why they made everything digital. To just listing everything that can go wrong with the human body that has gone wrong now. And the more stress there is, something else comes up. It's crazy. 
because that's not what we're supposed to be experiencing. And that's all fear-based living. Fear-based living, just in case. I've got to be sure. You never know. You never know. Oh. Okay, we people who get married now and second, third times, they have prenuptial agreements. Oh, just end the marriage right there. Just stop it. Don't even bother. Because if you're getting into the marriage with a prenup, you've you've got your escape route. And that you're not going to be ripped off or anything like that. You're already planning just in case. Just in case this one doesn't work out. So that's fear-based living. That's why it doesn't work out. Or, or in your own relationships. You know, does somebody say something that sounded like maybe what your mother said or your father said that wasn't so nice? Now, wait a minute. You're sounding like my mother or my father. Stop. I'm not going to have that. I'm not going to deal with that anymore. How many of you say, I'm not going to take that anymore? That's a fear-based statement. Because you were abused once, you're assuming you could be abused again. You're going to stop that. It's all different you know, rationalizations that we are capable of creating to convince ourselves that we're living and believing okay, that we're living and believing well. You know, I've got so many people that call me up and they're, they've been doing this work and they've been doing it for a long time, but they still have all of these issues going on. You're afraid. You're living from, you're living off of the negative beliefs of yourself from your past. Now, I I will not say don't live off your past. You got to use your past and you've got to understand what it is that your past caused you to believe about yourself so that you can stop it. Not that you can accept it so that you can change those thoughts. And the class that I'm doing right now that I'm, I've got two classes going on about increasing your power. And I hear all of the students in the classes talking about all these past issues or fears, and they don't even know that they're doing so well in the class and they're doing my practices and stuff like that, but yet still things are getting in the way. And when I'm asking is these things increasing, well, this increased a little, but it didn't increase that much. I'm going, okay, so let's dive in there and let's start thinking. And well, I was just thinking about the other day, you know, about how fat I am. The th well, I'm sorry, what, what were you thinking? Or, or, um, um, phrases come out going, um, well, I'm not, you know, I'm not the smartest kid on the block, but I'm not the dumbest either. And I'm like, what? wait, 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 back up. Hold on there. What, what, why are you saying things like that? I'm not the smartest kid on the block. I'm not the dumbest. What are you afraid of? Why, why do you have to say that? Why do you believe that? Don't you understand that that is a negative self-belief? You're afraid that you're not smart enough. Why are you even worried about that? Are, are, are you living okay? Why are you comparing yourself? What, do you take IQ tests every single day to prove whether you're smart or not, whether you can say that? Who cares? Who cares about intelligence levels anyway? Intellect does not prove that you'll be making any better choices than the person who doesn't have as high of a tested intellect. 
to think about it. I want you to think about this week. I want you to think about how many times do you say things that can be absolutely defined as fear-based? How many choices do you make? How many pre... Here's a simple one. Here's a simple one. And again, and I'm not, you know, I'm not pointing out every single thing, but I'm just, I'm thinking, you know, when... uh, uh, my wife tries a new recipe, right? She she um, makes dinner. She likes to cook and make dinner. And it's so funny because she'll say to me, she'll say, okay, this is a new recipe, so I've never had it before, so I don't know how it's going to come out. Now, think about how many times you might have said something like that, similar. You know, is that a precaution or is that a fear? Well, guys, we're going to be real. It's a fear. It's a fear that, well, you may not like it, so I, I don't want you to get upset with me because you don't like it, right? What are you afraid of? All right, how many times do we try things, you know, just to see if something is going to be okay? Ooh, I don't like that. Ooh, well, let's see. Hey, I made something new, hun. Have no idea how it's going to turn out. Let's see what happens. It's completely different than, you know, what this is a new recipe. I didn't test it or taste it before. I have no idea what it's going to taste like right now. I hope it's okay. I hope you like it. That creates a little bit more anxiety than, hey, let's give it a try. What the hell? Oh, nope. This recipe doesn't work. Throw it right out. Okay, that's going out. Don't even give it to the dog. That's that. We can laugh about that. But the other stuff we feel anxiety about. We don't want to feel anxiety anymore. We don't want to live off of fear. We don't want to restrain our powers and bring them down and then call it something other than what it really is. I'm one that must peel back all the layers so that you know exactly what it is you're feeling and where you're coming from. It's the only way to grow spiritually and evolve and get to the highest level that you can be. Peel back the BS. Peel back what you're painting it with and masking it up with. And we have the greatest ability as humans and talent to mask the greatest piece of nonsense and make it look like a work of art. We hide things so well. That's our greatest ability is hiding things. And yet then we look at our lives and we turn around and we say, why isn't it here? Why isn't my life there? Why isn't it better? Right. We say that all the time. Well, this is the reason why, because you have masked what you need to change and heal. So I'm asking you to unmask and go within. Make a list. Let's talk about it. Make a list of maybe what you think is a precaution and what you know is a fear. You know? Do you make sure you leave 15 minutes earlier for any appointment you go to? Is that out of fear or is that a precaution? Well, depending upon where you live, there could be a lot of traffic going on. And you just want to like being on time. You know, my daughter was in a show and is and still in a show. Fabulous show. If you're in the Raleigh area, please go to Raleigh Little Theater and see Beehive. Unbelievable friggin show. You will have a blast. Six women are in it. They are incredibly talented, including my daughter, of course. And you will have a fabulous time. So we go early. Let's leave early, hon. That way we get a nice parking place. 
in there. Is that fear? Or we're just out of caution, caution that we don't, you know, run into traffic. That's not fear-based. It didn't cause me any anxiety. Now, it causes me more anxiety if it's 10 minutes to showtime and I'm still on the road. Damn, I want to get there. Yeah, so situations come up and you just got to hold. It's going to be okay. Me having anxiety is not going to get me there any faster. So let me just take a deep breath. So a lot of precautions are to avoid um, anxiety, avoid pain, avoid suffering. That's what a precaution is. So that's different. Taking care of your health is to avoid illness and to live strong and vitally and energetically, right? That's what taking a precaution is about. Living from a fear is more about you're afraid that you're not going to be able to handle something. You're afraid that something terrible is going to happen to you. So it takes the precaution and it multiplies it by a hundredfold. Believe it or not, I'm looking at my phone right now and there's a call coming in from Italy. That's hysterical, Uncle Nunzio. But this is Italy in the real world, not the heavenly world like I was talking about. So assess yourself, people. Take this week, assess yourself so that you can get out of your way and stop stopping yourself so that you can unrestrain, release that power within you. So look at yourself. Am I living from fear? Or am I just being cautious? So this is Vincent Jenna. I'm psychic medium, spiritual teacher, psychic therapist. Actually, this is the Stop Stopping Yourself show on Unity Online Radio. Hang in there. we got some fabulous shows coming up. Dr. Dreams next. Now, Sullivan Walden. Take care. Have a fabulous week, and God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Laura Worcester, host of the Intuitive Life Podcast. As an intuitive medium and teacher working with the world of spirit, I love to share the peace that comes with the awareness that our departed loved ones are still with us. And I also love to help people explore what it means to live an intuitively led life. Start listening now on mindbodyspirit.fm or wherever you get your podcasts.